Yo, 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 Big D with you with another football episode on the Big D podcast. Before I bring in the night's special guest, please subscribe, like, and share with the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. Plenty of football content, other content coming. Also, check out the Big D podcast for all your audio listeners on Spotify and Apple. So, um, if you can see the uh, Bruce Smith and Buffalo Bills background, you know that my next guest must be a huge Buffalo Bills fan. So circling the wagons with me tonight is my friend Jeff Bell. Jeff, uh, you know what this weekend is? It's Bills Chiefs. So that means it's Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes. That is. You know, the the uh, it's not a primetime matchup, but uh, the elite matchup between those two quarterbacks that are really look like the present and the future of the league. So anytime these teams are together, this is one that you circle on, on the calendar. And this is one that when the schedule was released, we we're looking forward to week six, just knowing that this was on tap. And, you know, here we are. I can't even believe it. Yeah, thinking. Yeah, it seems like you get an era where there are two quarterbacks meeting either a year apart or from the same draft class. And this feels like the Brady-Payton quarterback rivalry of this era. It really does. You know, when you add in the playoff stakes over the last couple of years, that it brings it up that element. Then you, you know, even on top of it, the Bills traded away Patrick Mahomes. And I think that that's something that people forget often that they traded that draft pick that the Chiefs used to get Mahomes. And so there's even an extra element on this that they traded Mahomes and they, they weren't ready to invest in quarterback with that pick. They took Josh Allen in the next pick. They, they got a, a draft pick for the next draft for that out of that Mahomes trade they used that to move up and they got josh allen then so it's really wild that when you add that element and that layer to it and you know of course when you're a bills fan you assume that whatever can go wrong is going to go wrong and so when you have that extra element you you're like are is this our curse you know is that we just curse ourselves because we traded this guy away and you you ended up okay with josh allen quarterback wise we are. I've, I'm, you know, I'm very, very thrilled to be in the position that we are with quarterback, but it's a, one of those, we just got to get this guy one time, you know, we got to get this Mahomes in the playoff one time and, and then feel a little bit better there. Well, speaking of the playoffs, thinking back to last year's AFC division round, that was one of the best quarterback games I have seen in a long time. How about Allen was, let me see, stat wise. 27 to 37 for 329, four touchdowns. Mahomes was 33 of 44 for 378 and three scores. Both quarterbacks led their, also led their teams in rushing. Yeah, yeah, it, it was wild. They back and forth, especially, you know, that, there was one of those that the first half they felt each other out a little bit. It was kind of like, you know, prize fighters that you get in an early rounds of a boxing match, they might start out feeling each other out and then they come out and they start swinging haymakers. And that's kind of really what happened in the second half of that game. Yeah. And then, and then Josh Allen threw one of his touchdown passes, gave me a dangerous 13 seconds left. You think game's over and Mahomes drives down the field, Chiefs, Chiefs score. And you knew who's going to win the, and you know, knew the team that won the coin toss was going to win the game because the Chiefs couldn't stop Allen. The Bills couldn't stop Mahomes. Yeah, and that was one of those that even, you know, because it 
everybody remembers the 13 seconds, but even like that, that last two minutes or so, or so the teams traded off touchdowns multiple times and the lead traded off touchdowns multiple times. So that felt like even leading up to that, that, you know, the, the bill scored a touchdown to finally take the lead because there was a, a comeback involved in that game. They scored a touchdown to take the lead. And then right away Tariq Hill comes back and scores that touchdown only for the bills to come back and answer again. So that was just one of those that, you know, you've seen enough football in your lifetime that you think kicking off with 13, seconds left we finally got this team and then just kind of what happened happened i mean josh allen threw nine touchdowns zero interceptions and lost the playoff game how is that humanly possible yeah you can't even believe it and then you see you know what what happened with the Bengals, with the the rams playing in those games you see where those teams are at this year and you kind of you know the Bengals beating the chiefs the Bengals had that feel of a team of destiny last year by the time they got through the playoff run but you know you really look back at it and the raiders could have beat the Bengals in the first round of the playoffs pretty easily and and so that's it's wild to think that uh, you know where things ended up what could have happened and, and certainly especially after the first game this year what the bills did to the rams you feel like that might have been the super bowl that we really just let it get away so i mean through five games the bills have fallen one only loss was in Miami, where literally the bill, literally the Bills cramp, but there's a lot to like about the Bills. Obviously, Josh Allen's been stupendous to me, but uh, what have you liked about the Bills besides Josh Allen early in this season? I'd say that pass rush, I think, is something that has stood out. Um, that was a concern last year that I think they've done a fantastic job. Von Miller coming in, addressed that. And then uh, Gregory Rousseau, the rookie last year, has really developed and brought up his game. That would be, you know, that was a, a problem last year. That they, they struggled. They were able to get pressure, but they weren't able to get sacks. And um, that was one of those that, you know, in that game against Mahomes, they weren't able to sack him. They weren't able to get him on the ground in the backfield. And he, the, the secondary really wore down. I think the concern when you look at the team this year is that secondary because they're very, very banged up. And we haven't seen Tredavious White back yet. He went out on Thanksgiving last year. We haven't, we lost Micah Hyde. You lost Jordan Poyer. You're losing these guys out of the lineup that are these perennial probable pieces that have come to be the backbone of your defense. And so it's interesting to see the strength of the defense shift a little bit, but you're concerned because how the defense is built that, you know, are there still the guys back there that can even hold up in one of these types of games? And I think in this game, the safety is going to be important based on uh, who's catching pass because if you saw Monday night, Travis Kelsey caught four touchdowns. Yeah, the, the safety, Matt Bellano, the linebacker, and then Tremaine Edmonds, Edmonds list la, missed last week, and, and they're going to need him. They're going to need those guys on on Kelsey, too. And so um, getting a solid play out of all those positions, I think, is going to be the real key because we haven't really seen a wide receiver step up for the Chiefs. And so, you know, you're hoping you can put the clamps down on Kelsey somehow and force some of their wide receivers to beat you. Now, Patrick Mahomes certainly helps with those types of things, but, um, you know, they, they have not had that guy step up yet. Here's one area that I am that I am concerned with the Bills. Guess who's Buffalo's lead in Russia through five games? Josh Allen. Uh, that's, not, that's not good if your quarterback's the leading in Russia on the team. Yeah, I was really hoping – I like the the Jets' Brees Hall. I was hoping that they would get him in the draft because, you know, it's been a long time since 
you know, there was a string there where they kept using early draft picks on running backs and they only thing they had in the offense was a good running back. But now with Josh Allen, you know, Devin Singletary is okay, but you really feel like you'd feel better if he was your backup. Yeah, I mean, Devin Singletary is only getting, what, uh, 4.3 yards to carry, but it's weird. Josh Allen's leading the team in rushing, but I feel like the Bills never can get a running game going with their backs, and Josh Allen's having to do way too much on the ground. And, you know, I am a little worried that the Bills – aren't necessarily wasting Josh Allen, but they're more abusing him like what Sean McDermott and Ron Rivera did in Carolina with Cam Newton because Cam was great for a few years and then fell off a cliff. Yeah, I I think it's, you know, I think there is more passing elements to Josh Allen's game. He's a better natural passer than Cam Newton. So they do, I think they do do a good job of reserving the rushing for kind of, in case of emergency, whereas I think Cam Newton, they used him more almost like a, a fullback at times. It seemed like it. And so, uh, you know, they're, they're very, the guys that are in charge of the bills saw that firsthand and they're very aware of what happened to Cam Newton. So I think they're doing their very best to mitigate some of that, but um, yeah, not getting a consistent rush game out of the running backs. Although, I mean, when you've got Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis and, and Josh Allen is able to, you know, throw the ball vertically on teams and score at will, it seems like that becomes less of an issue sometimes. <laughs> True. I mean, if Josh Allen throws 98-yard touchdown passes Gabriel Davis, you're all happy because we all remember what happened last January when Gabe Davis still when Gabe Davis is still catching touchdowns. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, four touchdowns in that game, and uh, it was nice to see him splash back because, you know, he missed week two, then he was pretty quiet weeks three and four, so it was nice to see him have that big game against Pittsburgh. Yeah, notice he was off the injury report, that bum ankle, which led me to think that Gabe Davis was more like Gabe Davis. (laughs) Very true. That's a good one. So, um, Thinking of this game, I mean, obviously no Tyree kill for the Chiefs, but Buffalo change. How do you want the Bills to attack Kansas City's defense? Because you know Steve Spackman will try and pressure, but will he play more zone? Will he, will he pressure? Um, how do you want to check? How do you want the Bills to attack Kansas City's defense in this game? Use the the use Stefan Diggs, use Gabe Davis, use those advantages at wide receiver, get the ball out, get the ball, uh, allow Stefan Diggs to do what he does, work in space. And, and I think that's going to be have to be the way that, you know, because this defense is so banged up, the Bills defense in the secondary, that, you know, if, if Patrick Mahomes is playing his A game, that I feel like you 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 know you're going to have to match points and you know we saw on Monday night he was it seemed like he was feeling pretty good about himself in the second half of that game and so you know you're going to have to match points so that would be the way um, you know if they're going to play too high that um, cover shell you're going to have to run the ball a little bit more and that'll be interesting to see because you know the Chiefs are are in many ways a mirror image of the Bills on on offense when it comes to not really having that dominant rushing attack and and kind of using multiple backs back there so it's uh that's probably the way that you want to see i think both teams probably almost want to play each other the same way and by this point 
I think both teams are getting pretty comfortable with how to play each other. Yeah, especially when you play each other once in the regular season and once in January because you've met in the regular season, what, the last three years, and now good chance you meet potentially this coming January for a third straight year. Yeah, it's almost become a divisional opponent at this case, like the way that you're, you know, you're playing multiple games against them a year. And really, um, I think both teams kind of took picks in the draft to to address playing against each other. They both went cornerback. And, you know, I think the Chiefs kind of shocked the Bills with their pick, taking McDuffie from Washington, moving up and getting him. I think the Bills kind of thought that that was going to be a burden hand. And then they moved up and got or Elam right after that. Um, you kind of, there was some video in the bills war room when that chiefs made that pick and who they announced. And you could tell that the bills really liked that player. <laughs> hey, I like you. I like that player. I like that play. Oh, we're going to move up and take him and make sure yeah. you don't get him. Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot, you know, I think these, these teams have very similar mindsets on how they're going to build their football teams. And so I think we're going to get, This just feels like this is going to be a back and forth that, you know, you you talked earlier about the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady matchup. It really feels like despite how much talent there is at the quarterback position in the AFC, it feels like these two guys are kind of destined to be that those leaders. Okay. So defensively, obviously uh, we know what Pat Mahomes keep of doing, but uh, do you, uh, and uh, it seems like Kansas city had, this offense runs much better than it was in recent years. I remember that year that uh, you played the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game where literally everybody on the Chiefs online got hurt. But I, I would think the key is hope you can get pressure with four so you don't have to bring the blitz and stop 87 from making plays. I think that's exactly it. That's exactly the game plan. Are Greg Rousseau and Von Miller able to get home on Patrick Mahomes? Are you able to at least somewhat slow down Travis Kelsey? And does any of these outside receivers step up and, and kind of be the guy in this game? Yeah, because I'm trying to think. I mean, Juju, NVS, uh, Altman, Sky Moore. I mean, they might be good players, but could this be the one game where Kansas City really does really misses Silent Kill? Because you can remember the last couple of playoff games in January, Tyreek Kill and Travis Kelsey have both told men in your defense. Yeah, I remember the game two years ago. It, it really seemed like they just had no answer for Kelsey and they hit him over and over and over again. And then last year, it was really a Tyreek Hill game that, you know, Tyreek Hill, several long, big plays, long touchdowns that, um, you know, even getting in position in the fourth quarter, the final drive there in the last 13 seconds. Now the game winner obviously went to Kelsey. So that both guys did, did their job, but um, it is interesting to see this Chiefs team with just one of those guys now instead of two of those guys because it's very hard to match up when you've got two of those guys and you're trying to focus attention on both of those guys. But now with just Kelsey, it's it'll be interesting. Obviously, the Raiders didn't have any answers for it, and but the you know the Colts did a couple weeks back. So it, you know I think that this team has shown a little bit of weakness here and not having that extra second guy. By the way, in that 2020 AFC Championship game, Cheetah caught 9 for 172, Kelsey 13 for 118 and two scores. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, obviously both guys were there, both guys making plays. I just remember it, it felt like Kelsey was the one that every time the bills would get him into third and seven or something like that, it would just, Kelsey would just convert and over and over again and, and just kind of really, you know, grind it out in that way. Obviously 13 receptions in the game. So obviously it seems like coaching matters today. And, uh, in today's NFL, offensive mind coaches seem to have an advantage, but uh, but Buffalo Sean McDermott seems to do pretty well. Do you do you? But there's one problem I've seen with this team. The Bills don't do well in close games. Yeah, you made that great comeback in Baltimore, but look at Week Three against uh, Miami. You couldn't win that game. There were a couple of fluky plays ish. Is Sean McDermott the right coach for Josh Allen or could or could buff because seemingly for these great quarterbacks, I think offensive mind coaches all better. Is Sean McDermott the right coach for Josh Allen? I mean, Tony Dungy and Bill Belichick were defensive minded coaches for Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. So, um, you know, I, I think we've seen success from great quarterbacks having defensive minded head coaches. Now on that one, you know, I, I can't dispute that the close game and it's been frustrating because it does kind of seem like there are times that, you know, even back to that playoff game against the chiefs, the bills were firing on all cylinders coming off that Patriots game where they just completely blew out the Patriots and, you know, Sean McDermott, for whatever reason, the first half of that game plan decided that he just wanted to try to run the ball. And that really put them in a bad position instead of, you know, cause he wanted to minimize Patrick Mahomes impact on the defense. Well, it turned out that the defense couldn't stop him anyways. And so that is the one thing that you come out of that game with questions. Had they just, you know, fired the offense up from the jump, like are the bills, is it that type of thing where the bills just outscore the chiefs, like through the course of the game, just because having a little bit more success here and there that, you know, and you kind of have that question in your mind. Um, and so until somebody wins the Super Bowl, you know, especially when you got a league team, a favored team to go to the Super Bowl, I think you're always going to have those questions about the coach until they come through and win that game. I mean, everyone in Philadelphia and Kansas City questioned whether or not Andy Reid could win the big one, and he finally won the big one, and it's like, oh, he's fine. Oh, he finally got his ring. Yeah, that that's the thing that you know we've seen before, where you know we talked about Tony Dungy with Patriot Peyton Manning, but then Tony Dungy with Tampa was, you know, he had him right there several years, and then they finally just had to pull the plug and go get John Gruden, and John Gruden was able to break free. So, you know, that that is something that I think that we've seen, and it seems like for a lot of these coaches, you know, like Bill Belichick just broke through right through with Tom Brady and got that Super Bowl right away. It does kind of seem like either the coach breaks through right away or you get to that point where, you know, things just start to mount and build and you just kind of need a different voice in there. True. Especially when, I mean, if you, where you get like, where it's like you barely lose and it's like, uh, do you need this? Do you need players or do you need, or is it more coaching things? So. Yeah, that's a great point. Here's an interesting thing. I'm not saying the Bills should do this, but obviously you know what the, the Panthers did firing Matt Rule. And Iron Rumors 
that the Bills were potentially interested in Christian McCaffrey. I don't know whether or not the Bills could afford him salary cap for wise, but would McCaffrey be the perfect kind of scat back for Josh Allen? Yeah, I, of course. I, you know, I think McCaffrey is so talented and they've used the running backs with Ken Dorsey as the offensive coordinator. Obviously, Dorsey has some familiarity with with Christian McCaffrey. He was in Carolina when McCaffrey was drafted. There were rumors prior to the draft that the Bills had reached out to the Panthers to see what it would take to get Christian McCaffrey. And and I saw the same rumors um, the other day, Monday, I think was when they really were kind of fired up and they were quickly debunked from the bill side. But, you know, I think that they want that impact back that is able to contribute in the passing game and be the rushing back. And, you know, Saquon Barkley was a guy that, you know, I thought would be interesting for them to go get because obviously Joe Schoen and, and Brian Dayball being the new brain trust in the Giants, you know, you weren't sure are they going to rebuild or what are they going to do? That team's sitting at four and one right now. So they're not going to trade Saquon Barkley for sure. No, they're but, not. Yeah, no, I think that they, like I said, I wanted Brees Hall in the draft and, and I would be all in if, you, if they figured out a deal to get Christian McCaffrey. I think that would be a great piece. By the way, I don't know if you saw the uh, Dolphins chess game, but that Brees Hall guy, but uh, that Brees Hall guy is still running. Yeah, he's very, very good. He might. He's he looks like a young Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara. Yeah, there was. A, I had a stat that when I wrote my article this week for Football Guys, I pulled up a stat that was uh, Brees Hall has 213 receiving yards through his first five games, and the only the last four running backs to do that, uh, two of the four were Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey. So you know he's kind of right in that zone there with guys that have contributed to the passing game and the rushing game immediately. Yeah, if only the Jets could have an offensive line, maybe they challenge your team in the AFCs, but. We'll see. Yeah, I'm a little bit skeptical on the Jets long term, like right now, and being able to. I don't know that Zach Wilson's the guy, and I don't know that they have the firepower to keep up with the Bills. But that Dolphins win was great for them, and you know they're sitting at three and two. You can't ignore that. So here's an interesting stat. Stat. Guess what? You might not notice, but this week will be the first time this has ever happened in Pat Mahomes' career. That Patrick, Patrick Mahomes will be a road uh, home underdog because the Bills are a two and a half point favorite. That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> when I saw Buffalo, I mean, when I saw when a whole bunch of money came on the Bills week one, I'm like, Buffalo's going, Buffalo's going to destroy the Rams. And Buffalo destroyed Matthew Staff and the company. I mean, do you think the Bills should be favored in this game, or uh, maybe, or is Vegas seeing maybe that Buffalo's better, considerably better in Kansas City? Because usually, home field advantage will three points. So the fact Buffalo's a favorite would tell me to think maybe Vegas thinks the Bills are better than the Chiefs. I mean, the Bills were the preseason Super Bowl favorites. I, I think that if the Bills play their best game, they're better than the Chiefs. And that's kind of, you know, are you going to get that best game? Is Patrick Mahomes going to overcome the things? I think that when you line them up roster to roster, if they the Bills play their best game, I think they're the better team. But, um, you know, either team can win, especially when you got those guys at quarterback. Yeah, get another 
Yeah, so if you were a betting man, I think the over is like 54 points. Uh, are you smashing the over? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, you know, I think that we're late enough in the season, or usually early in the season, the defense is ahead. I, I think that we're late enough in the season that um, both teams, you know, 54. So you're asking one team to, you're asking the two teams, 28 t- touchdowns or 28 points, four touchdowns each. You know, that gets you over that number. So I don't, wouldn't be shocked with that at all. 30 to 27. Yeah. You know, that hits that number. So, I mean, the Chiefs won 30 to 29. You, you, uh, Josh Allen only threw four touchdowns against the Steelers last week. He did. Yeah. 38 points last week against the Steelers. We know this offense can score no problem. Yeah. I think, I think we're going to be in for another crazy game. I mean, it's, it's what you expect with two superstar quarterbacks. You've got probably the two best quarterbacks, the two, the two quarterbacks everybody wants to see in football, and uh, it's going to be an underclassic. Whether it's up, it lives up to the AFC division round last year, maybe it will be a story. But I, I can't wait to see this game, and I'm sure everybody and. Whether they're eating barbecue wings or bo- whether they're eating buffalo wings or barbecue pork, will be tuning into this game. Yeah, we're ready. You know, I think all of America is tuning into this one. So, and it's not for and it's not for Jim Nance and Tony Romo, right? That's right. <laughs> okay, so thanks for tuning and thanks for hopping on, Jeff. We wish you bills well, and uh, hopefully. Uh, You'll be eating wings. You'll be eating buffalo wings this Sunday and be celebrating dessert in the desert this coming February. Thank you, man. I really appreciate you reaching out. And anytime I can jump on with you, it's always a thrill. So thank you so much for having me on.